honestly didn't think that all of this that we've created would be possible. To love what you do and to be able to have a family focus all in one, I mean, it's always been part of what I wanted and now I have that. So I would definitely tell that Abby of several years ago to jump before she was totally ready and just know that the net that was created would be there to catch her. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. Hello and welcome to the 100th episode of Herself. I'm Kat, the co-host of Abby and Amy's second podcast, Pursuing Her Purpose. And today I get the pleasure of sharing the mic with these two to interview them on the incredible journey of building and launching the Herself podcast and all of the lessons that they've learned along the way. Abby and Amy, you both do such an incredible job of holding space for women's unique experiences, shining a light on the fact that everyone's lives don't need to look the same. And you shared so much wisdom on creating boundaries, standing firm in your decisions, and how to grow with a purpose. And you've shared vulnerable and real moments in your own life over the past years, which has probably been one of the most memorable years of our lifetimes. And I know for both of you personally. So let's take us back. When you first started Herself, has it become what you dreamed it would be? Is there anything different from the original version you had in your head uh, for the podcast and business? I mean, it's completely different. When we think about how we very first started, way beginning, we weren't even going to be doing it together. We started with having two separate ideas, two separate podcasts, same overall vision, but definitely not together. We were really cheering each other on. We were helping each other out. I was taking a podcast course. Amy had this incredible community built. She would give me ideas on design and, hey, who are you going to speak to? Try this instead. And then that one fateful day when we proposed and ended up doing it, (laughs) I made the initial offer. Amy said yes. It felt so good. And we decided to do it together. And that original plan of two separate podcasts, same vision, really came together. And I think one thing that Amy helped me out with right from the start was I was thinking pretty small. I wanted to be a podcast. I wanted to be a little bit more than a podcast but I had no idea how big it would be, how many people we would impact, the types of brands that we'd be able to partner with. I mean, it's just been really cool to see all that's come of it out of just this little podcast idea. Being able to add on a Patreon account, having merchandise sales, like those are all things that were not part of my original plan. And I'm really glad that they are part of the Herself brand now. I'm so glad that we have done this together. I think that Abby has brought such a great perspective to the podcast, one that I don't have. She has such a different personality than me. So in those original meetings when she was talking about getting 60 people to listen to her first episode, I truly am so grateful that my community came around her and now we've built this community together and she's got so many more people listening to her. That's the part that really makes me happy is that both of our personalities 
and Abby's more so than mine, we've taken the polls, <laughs> a lot of women can relate to. So that's something that's really so special about having two people. It feels to me like less of a sermon when there's two people and more of a like, this is who we are. We're right alongside of you guys. So the other thing I was going to say from the beginning to now is that it's just so awesome the opportunities that we have in the beginning when we were trying to get guests to come onto our podcast and it was a brand new podcast, we were getting a lot of no's. You know, it's hard for people to take a chance on you when you're new. You know, shout out to our original few guests like Molly Millwood, Kate Lemire that did take a chance on us. But now we are getting really amazing, well-known guests and the yeses have been a lot easier. So we have had episodes with Eve Rotsky, Emily Oster, some amazing authors, and then we're going to have Nedra Tawab on soon, and she is just such a big name in the Instagram community. We both really love her and her book. So one thing that has opened is many more doors on who we're able to have on. It just comes full circle because without all of you listening to our podcast, we wouldn't be able to get those guests and then the guests can serve you guys so well. So it's just cool to be in the driver's seat of such an amazing community. And I love that reflection that you just shared too. You started this not knowing what it would be or the big names that you would eventually get. But had you not taken that first leap and that first step, you wouldn't be interviewing Nedra in a week or so. And so I think that's just so incredible that you had the vision for this and put it out there, just even not knowing fully what it would become. And you cover so many incredible topics on the show, everything from motherhood to mental health, marriage, relationships. I know so many people start podcasts because they want to learn about these topics too. So it kind of goes from research to me-search. And I'd love to hear, because you've been on so many podcasts now, what are some of the greatest lessons that you've learned about motherhood and yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Me search is exactly what Abby and I are doing. And we really look at it from a lens of what we need, but also what we wish that we would have had. So both of us are committed to growing, to learning, to evolving as humans. And we feel so lucky that through our guests and research, we're able to do that with each episode. So for me, what I have really learned over the course of my motherhood it's just an evolution. So as a first-time mom, I wanted to know specifics. I wanted to have the perfect scripts and strategies to take care of Max. And there's space for that, absolutely. But I really have realized over the course of the podcast that one of the most important parts of being a mother is to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves, and we have the support that we need so that we can show up the best way that we can. So in the beginning of motherhood, even when I had my second tray, I often felt overwhelmed, overextended, overdemanded much of the time. And now I feel like I've really learned that me feeling like that isn't helpful to my family. And so I'm sure a lot of you listeners can relate it's been a me job. Like I've definitely had to adjust, but it's also been a we job. And what I mean by that is Drew and I really had to figure out how to work better as a team. And I couldn't feel like I was shouldering the invisible load of the entire family anymore. And you guys have heard us go through that journey, but it's something that has happened and it feels so good to be where I am now. Also acknowledging that there's always space to grow. I think that one thing that I have learned personally, 
is that sometimes I feel like I've overcome something. There's even episodes about how I felt like I was no longer keeping score or scorekeeping with Drew in our relationship. I felt like I had mastered that. And then recently I have gone right back to it. And I think that life is so fluid. And so sometimes you feel like you've got something down, but then your demand in another area might go up and you go back to those old habits. So really learning that, you know, sometimes you're having to work on things that you've already felt like you've worked through. I know that I was talking to my friends, Decoding Couples, we had them on the podcast and they were really saying like, you have to be more clear with your communication. And so for me, part of being on this podcast is always recognizing like, I don't want to always be making it out like I'm further down the road or I know it all or anything like that. Like, acknowledging the places that we can grow. And so for me right now, being more clear and direct in my communication instead of getting resentful or scorekeeping with Drew. So it's all a big growth season. I'd love to hear Abby's answer to this question as well. Towards the beginning of the episode, Amy mentioned Molly Millwood and she was on in episode 10. And I remember listening back to this episode several times and it's really become one of just the conversations I say in my head when I think about the hard days or when I think about something very specific, like setting unrealistic expectations. So this is something that I have grown in with my motherhood. Definitely not perfect whatsoever, but she really feels like a warm hug. And she reminds me that resentment usually stems from my own unrealistic expectations. And when I think about this, I went into motherhood thinking I could do it all. And with Lucy, sometimes I could. Sometimes I felt like I could do it all. But I quickly learned after Micah came into the picture that these little people, they have really big emotions and they also don't work like clockwork. And in my mind, everything should just work as is according to plan. And it doesn't work that way when we add children to the mix. Like tantrums happen meltdowns occur and we could have that perfect plan and then everything goes out the window because a Paw Patrol shirt was in the laundry and wasn't available to wear that day. And this is really hard for me. It used to be incredibly just debilitating and it still is hard for me. And it's something that I have to remind myself of often, but when I let expectations just be at a level that makes sense for me, for my kids, for Colin, it really makes all of us feel better at the end of the day. So this is just something that for those of you listening, that you do set those expectations. It's not about lowering the bar. We want to have good standards in place, but sometimes those expectations, they can take over and we can think something is going to be perfect. And sometimes it's okay if it's just all right. I guess on a personal level, some of our guests that have been on and just some of the thought work and the me search that you mentioned there, Kat, was a big reason that I wanted to pursue a professional coaching degree. So Carl Lowenthal was on, for instance, and just retraining our brains And the unlearning that goes into this is so interesting to me. We can use it in parenthood. We can use it in marriage. We can use it in just thinking about ourselves and our own thoughts. And I'm a constant work in progress. I will be the first one to admit that. Amy and I both will constantly admit that. But just the thought work that goes into this professional coaching degree and what I've been able to learn from that and now having the coaching side of the herself business be part of it, I've just loved these little pieces of progress along the way. So constant work in progress. We'll say it again and again, but just always learning and growing right alongside our audience. 
I love that. And I can absolutely see all the growth that you both have experienced. It's fun hearing your reflections too, because I listened to the episodes, all of the episodes actually. And the one with Molly Millwood really stands out to me too. And I listened to that when I was recently postpartum and it did, it just felt like a warm hug. And then I remember I read her book shortly after that because of you. And I know I'm not alone. I'm not alone in all of the cascading waterfall that has happened from each of you interviewing such amazing guests that I've implemented strategies in my life or tapped more into to the guests' research and books and services that they provide. And so I just love how that's really full circle. And reflecting back on the last 99 episodes, which is crazy to even say that out loud, is there one that really shocked you or that would be like your most memorable? When I think about the word shocked, there were a few that came to mind, but the number one was Jancy Dunn. She was on an episode 47 And she was just so real. Like sometimes we can think about these authors as being so put together, like having it all figured out. And she was so funny. She was so real. She enlightened us on the places that she has stumbled, the places that she's doing well. I just really liked how she brought her full self to that episode. And her book was part of one of our book clubs. In our community, they had so many eye-opening moments when we talked about it in book club too. And what really made her episode memorable was talking about the baby steps that we need to take in our marriages specifically in order to make that big impact. And we all know this, right? Like we all know that it's the little things that we do day in and day out that really add up to make a big difference. But I wasn't doing that. I was thinking about the big trips that we could do. I was thinking about you know, the big conversations we could have. But when we actually went down to it and decided, okay, every single day, we're gonna send that little text message. We're going to, you know, have a mini date night. We're going to actually hold hands and talk instead of going to our phones. Those little things have really been adding up. And since her episode, I mean, that was almost, it was over a year ago now. It's made such a big impact for both Colin and I. And I just think about the progress that we've been able to make by adding in those baby steps over and over and over again. What also made it memorable was just how dang funny she was. So Amy and I were able to talk with her after the interview and we were just rolling in laughter. She was so funny during this conversation. We've had so many funny guests, but this one definitely stood out to me. It's funny because I don't even remember the baby steps in that episode and it's been like life-changing for you. So it's interesting what people pull out of each episode. I would say for me, the most surprising episodes have been the one where our husbands come on. So as you guys know, Drew and Colin, I think they've been on six or seven episodes to this point. And what's been surprising is how honest they are, how vulnerable they are. You know, everyone thinks of Abby and I as so real and relatable and vulnerable, but I feel like the guys even step it up a notch. And one really interesting thing is when you meet Abby and Colin and you just see them, like if we go to dinner or we do something like that, they seem to get along so well. And so I think we can have these really rose-colored glasses of other people's relationships and they do have a great relationship. But then when Colin comes on and talks about how they were screaming at the top of their lungs to each other, I'm like, can I see this happen? Because I, I truly don't believe it. And I think on Instagram, some of my followers could think of Drew and I that way. But behind closed doors, every couple is working on certain things and there's different seasons. And to have our husbands come on and Drew, especially talking about how hard parenthood has been for him, like I just don't hear men having those conversations. And so that's been something that we love to keep a part 
of our conversations, we'll have the guys back on again. And both of them are so open to doing it because they just know the impact the podcast has. So those are episodes that people feel comfortable asking their husbands or their partners to listen to. And then Colin and Andrew love to read you know, we'll share a DM that's about the episode or a review or a message and they understand that it's being done with a purpose. Yes. I love the episodes with the guys. And I think it's really cool too, because you're building this brand with so much purpose. It's, you know, it's so passionate. It has helped you both grow so much and it's really helped you grow in your partnership. So for them to come on and share their own personal growth or, you know, how the podcast has even helped them. I just love that so much. And speaking of the guys, I would love to hear if there's something that you feel like they've really taken away from the podcast in order to help your relationship. Yes, both of them love to listen, and it has really helped our marriages. One thing that we have implemented is that we have what the Gottman Institute has coined state of the union meetings. So we've had multiple therapists mention this when they've come on the podcast before, but essentially Drew and I tackle our hard things or our fights when we're both calm and ready to do so. So, you know, maybe we're fighting about the same thing over and over again. In real time, it can be really hard for us to come to a solution. But what we've realized is if we slow down and we sit down and talk about something, we often realize that the fight at the surface isn't the one that's underneath. And so there are times, for example, that Drew and I are getting in little squabbles about things around the house or I know getting the boys out the door, we had a really stressful season with that. We were really getting on each other's nerves. But then when we would sit down and talk about it at one of these meetings, we would realize that there's always something beneath the surface. So there was definitely a season where I was feeling really unseen and underappreciated for how much I was doing. And that was making me resentful. So then I would pop off like little annoyances. <laughs> I would say little comments to him. But when we could sit down and really talk about it, we realized that we could figure out what we both needed. So I think the podcast, when it comes down to it, it has really helped Drew and I listen and hear each other. So when we were younger, both of us had a really hard time listening to listen without listening to talk. And by that, I mean, when we were younger, we were just busy thinking of the next counterpoint we would make to the person's point. And now we'll listen and even have some space or some silence to soak in what the other person has said. So I think the podcast has really helped us to slow down in this very, very busy season of life and realize that sometimes it's the slowing down that really helps the relationship. Yes to that one. And to go along with it, supporting each other when we're both not feeling strong is something that Colin has kind of taken under his wing and brought to our relationship from listening to a few of the guest episodes and a few of the therapists. He now follows them on Instagram or has been part of their email lists. And we went through a lot since the podcast started. I know so many families went through a lot. And there were times when we were both in a really challenging spot. And it's hard to support somebody else when you are in a really challenging spot because you're coming from a place of emptiness. You're coming from a place of like, you just want a hand to lift you up. And then you're also supposed to be in charge of supporting another human being. And during these times, 
we honestly weren't nice to each other. Like we were giving our little bit that we had to work to the kids and the leftovers many times just fell on each other in this relationship. And Colin, he was the one who brought this up to me. It was two springs ago. I remember it was a few weeks after we got the news that Owen would have Down syndrome. And it was just, you know, we were in the middle of the pandemic and I had just changed roles with my job. The Herself podcast was picking up on ours. And then we received this news and it was just so many things happening at once. And he wanted to see change from both sides. And I loved this part of it because usually it would come out as like yelling and screaming, like how Amy brought it up at the beginning when we were trying to get pregnant with Lucy and it took way longer than we were expecting. There was so much yelling and blaming and screaming and just he said, she said and scorekeeping. And although those things come up once in a while, they are so much less frequent. And now it's really him starting the conversation that has opened up in our relationship. And that rarely happened before. It rarely happened before he listened to some of these episodes and started taking in some of the tips and recommendations that our guests have had on. So I think about the growth that we've had in our marriage over the last year and a half and starting the conversation in a kind way definitely tops the list. Mm, I almost feel a little emotional hearing that and just thinking of you've been so open and honest about sharing your journey, you know, with Owen, bringing Owen into the world and just hearing how that, you know, affected your relationship in the beginning and just that reflection. And I, I just love that takeaway. And I think so many other people who have a partner can reflect on how to best support each other when you're both not feeling strong, because there's so many moments that are shared in a marriage when it affects both of you. And to be able to come to that place together is just a life-changing piece of knowledge and tool in your toolkit. And something that's been so helpful to me and other listeners is just how honest you both are about your motherhood journey. I would love to hear what's really going well right now in motherhood and what's been one of the biggest challenges right now. Yeah. And it always changes. Like that's the thing that's really interesting for me about motherhood. So I have three little boys, as you guys probably know, they're five, almost four and two. And I think a highlight for me recently is that our littlest, Cole, is really able to play with his older brothers now. So he can mix it up. He can run around. He can do everything that they can do. And that's only been recently happening. So things feel a little bit less demanding when we go somewhere because before I was always having to carry or baby wear or do something with that little one. And now everyone can run on their own, which makes it hard to keep track of them, but it's less physically demanding and more enjoyable for me. And then one thing that I think is really hard for me, and you guys have heard me say this before, so it's not new, is the demand and the noise level of three little boys can be very, very overwhelming for me. They really get each other going now. So they'll be picking on each other. They'll be just like super loud at dinner and then everyone thinks it's funny. So then everyone is loud. So the overstimulation can be so, so real. And one thing that I've realized is I don't think that that's going to end anytime soon. So for me, it was really figuring out what do I need to cope with this and what are the things that I can do so that I don't feel that huge overwhelm or that mom rage that I was feeling, especially earlier in the pandemic. And so for me, it's really making sure that I am taking the time to myself that I need 
you know, maybe I'm asking Drew for what I need so that I just don't get to that point anymore most of the time. So the overstimulation is definitely still around. I just feel like I'm learning to cope with it a little bit better because I know it's not going to go away. And isn't that so the truth? It's This is the reality. And it probably isn't ending anytime soon. Your kids are so little and then it's just going to be bigger and louder and different kinds of noises. But you do such a good job, Amy, of getting those preventative things in place so that you can just feel better in, in this journey of motherhood. When I think about some of are things that are going well and some of the challenges. We are moving to Wanakee. So at the time of this episode, we are currently moving. We are moving, which will get us closer to the podcast studio and it will get us closer to Owen's appointments. It's been a pretty challenging stretch right now getting into all of his therapies, all of his doctor appointments. He recently had a surgery. And so we're still navigating a little bit of his recovery right now, having two big siblings always wanting to play with him and hold him and put him on his head. It's made it difficult because we always feel like we have to be watching over this tiny little human to make sure that he's recovering in the ways that he needs to. And I do just want to give a special shout out, Anna and Emily, Laura and Liz, were all part of our medical team and you guys each came in to check on us and to give us just some positive energy. And I just want to thank you for that. It was the net that we needed on that day. And it just made the whole experience so much better. It's challenging, like watching your tiny, tiny child be rushed away and be brought into a surgery can be hard on a mama's heart. And women like you just made it so much easier. And as far as some good things, the kids go back and forth on the move. There's some big emotions right now, and we're sinking into each of them. And this has been a really good reminder for me as well, just to make some space to just be in all of this. There's a lot of transitions, and there's a lot going on. There's a lot of good stuff, but also to celebrate that good stuff. So it's a little bit of both, but motherhood is always going to be a journey. There's going to be ups and downs, twists and turns, and we're feeling a whole lot of that right now. And this 100th episode is brought to you by Rothy's. So it's 2021 and nobody has time for uncomfortable shoes. And this is really where Rothy's comes in. It's the number one word when customers from Rothy's use it to describe their shoes. And what's great about this is that they have men's line. They have a women's line. They have some fall favorites that Amy and I just can't wait to get our hands on right now. And nothing says fall like the soft, plush wool. So for the third year in a row now, Rothy's is launching an exclusive autumn collection, and this includes these washable wool styles. You guys, not only are they stylish, but if you get them dirty by going out for a walk or hanging out with your kids or just being a woman, you're able to throw them in your washing machine and they come out looking like new. They're also incredibly comfortable, so cozy, and like we keep on saying, very, very easy to wash. I mentioned men's shoes at the beginning, and that's right. Rothy's now sells men's sneakers and men's driving loafers. I'm hoping to get Colin a pair for Christmas. And right now, you're able to buy your favorite pair of Rothy's shoes and get $20 off if it's your first purchase. So if you go to rothys.com backslash herself, that will get you $20 off your very first order. Again, that's rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com 
backslash herself. We can't wait to see what shoes you are loving, what shoes you are wearing, and what shoes you pick out for this fall. You both do such a good job pulling everyone in the present, like when you said, just be. And I think that's such a gift that you can give yourself because worry really comes from a place of being in the future. But you both have really taught so much of us about like the power of being in the present moment. And I can just think of so many moments in the podcast that I'm so proud that you have put this out into the world and how I've seen your own evolution and my personal evolution and your community's evolution. But what are some of your most proud moments when you reflect on this journey? Yeah. So I said it a little bit in my first answer, but I'm really proud that it's not just a podcast. So when I think about things that make it not just a podcast, we had talked about book club earlier with a few of the guest authors that we have had on, and we're in the middle of, I think, our fourth book club right now, and that's through our Patreon account. So the Patreon account has been a way that we can just get really deep with dozens and dozens. I mean, we have over 100 women right now who have joined this Patreon account, and the conversations we're having over there, how people are talking about their marriages and how these books and conversations and added value that we bring with extra audio from our guests they answer extra questions. Amy and I pop in there and we're able to give little updates on our personal lives. We've just been able to do a lot with this very exclusive group. And right now with the VIP tier, the programming and curriculum that I'm taking with my professional coaching degree, I'm able to do some group coaching with them. So just really getting to know individuals on a much deeper level through that coaching program as well. So I also just want to throw this out there that we have really grown together, Amy. I mean, doing business with somebody with such a different personality type, it isn't always easy, but we have been able to show up for each other. We've been able to kind of figure out the ins and outs and where we're each strong and where we each shine. And I'm really, really proud of that. It's been a journey and it's been so much fun just getting to know you more and yeah, building this brand right alongside you. I would definitely agree with that. It's become so much easier, but that took a lot of work. And I think a lot of people don't share that, you know, in a friendship, in a marriage, in a business relationship, like it takes work to understand how to communicate, how to work together, all these things. So it's something that we like to not shy away from. But I would say for me, the thing that I am most proud of about this entire journey is that Abby and I have really stuck to our core value of serving our community and showing up here to make the world a better place for women. So we always put our community first when we're making decisions about guests and episodes. And I hope that they can really feel that. It's something where each episode we're very, very proud of. It takes a lot of time to make it. And it's so thought out of why are we doing this? Like, what are our listeners going to get out of this? And we don't put one out that we can't answer those questions about. Yes, there's so much intention that goes into every single podcast. And now entering into business with both of you in our other venture, you know, I can really see some of the systems and processes that you have in place and how much intention, time, research goes into every piece of content that you put out there. And it really does come from this lens of, you know, your core values, how you show up for your community, and you really do put them first. And just from like a behind the scenes perspective, I can totally, you know, say that that really is evident. And, you know, because we don't really wear rose-colored glasses around here and we're very vulnerable and open about what's going on, are there any mistakes or big learning opportunities that each of you had while running this business and this podcast? 
Well, with our merchandise line, we probably should have had things counted and folded before they launched. So I think about that as just the first day that we launched our sweatshirts and <laughs> how much fun it was getting that figured out, but um, also how much added work because we didn't have that figured out. We love this clothing line. Each of these pieces, Amy has designed them by hand. We have worn them. We've had our friends wear them and members of our team wear them before they hit the website. And we also have a brand new zip-up hoodie that's going to be coming out soon. So it's just been really fun to see this part of the of the business grow. But it did not come without its mistakes. And I've personally learned to embrace fun a lot more. So for me, hard work can be really fun. But Amy's done a really good job of scaling me back and making sure we celebrate along the way instead of always just having to move forward. <laughs> I, I'm still trying to loosen you up, to be honest, because it's like she comes in and she's got her checklist and I'm like, I, I need like a little transition time into work. But as we mentioned, like in the beginning, I will just say that things were really stressful. Like at this point, I feel like we're a really well-oiled machine. We have our systems. We are getting along so well. But at the very beginning of the podcast, we launched during a global pandemic, obviously not planned. I wish that didn't happen. And Abby was really sick from pregnancy. And then she got the news about Owen and how he has Down syndrome. So there was a ton of stress in the beginning of the podcast professionally and personally. And what came out of that is that we fell into some scorekeeping. So I've said this before, but owning a business is really like being married. You can fall into some of the same fights and arguments that you would with a partner. So I really appreciate that both of us have this mindset that we were going to make things better from there. Thankfully, things have gotten better in our personal lives and we've navigated through some hard things together. But the fact that we could grow together from that place of things just starting out so hard makes me feel like the most resilient podcast out there. Yeah. And it's it's really hard to believe how much has happened since you launched this podcast. I mean, not only all of the trials and tribulations that you mentioned, but you've grown one of the most beautiful and kind communities that I know. You've hit a million downloads, which in the podcast world, that is a very, very big deal. And within the timeframe that you did it is also absolutely incredible. And you both have had huge milestones in your business and personal lives. So when you think back on to who you were as as a person before starting this podcast, what would you say to her now about this experience? Yeah, well, I was still tied to corporate America and not loving on this sweet family of mine as much as I could have been. A lot of my identity and titles were wrapped up in that job and that identity. And I honestly didn't think that all of this that we've created would be possible. To love what you do and to be able to have a family focus all in one I mean, it's always been part of what I wanted, and now I have that. So I would definitely tell that Abby of several years ago to jump before she was totally ready. And just know that the net that was created would be there to catch her. And that keeps on showing up, not only in the day-to-day, but in those really big events. It's so cool to see that a community like ours can really rally around these hard events, but then also celebrate with us on the really, really fun ones. And these last two years have rocked the boat for many families, ours included. And without Amy and this podcast community, I honestly don't know I would have made it through a lot of these days. Yeah. And I would go back to what I was just talking about is I would tell myself, this is going to take a lot of resilience, but the way that you guys are planning to do this 
it's going to pay off. And what I mean is Abby and I just knew at our core that we always wanted to make decisions that felt really in alignment with our purpose. And so in the beginning, especially, we were passing up so many offers of people that wanted to sponsor the podcast and, you know, passing up guests that we just didn't feel like they were the right fit for this podcast. And so we have been stubborn, but we've been resilient. And I think it's really paid off because we haven't done something that we're not proud of. And for a small business that started from scratch, that is something that we feel really, really proud of. Yeah. And Amy, you have so many communities in the various businesses that you run. And I can attest that you are so protective of them to make sure that you, you know, give them the best content that you put the best, you know, sponsors forward. Like everything that you promote is something that you believe in. It's something that you use and we can all feel that too. And I think we're all dying to know, but what does the future of herself hold? What does the next level of this podcast look like? And when you think about it, does anything kind of scare you a little bit or maybe even give you those excited butterflies in your stomach? Well, one thing for me is like, I'm so excited about the potential for guests that we have coming up. So as we mentioned, we've been able to get yeses a lot easier. But one thing that comes to mind is like, are we asking, you know, big enough people if we're getting all yeses at this point? And it's probably not. So it scares me to dream bigger about who we could have on. But I also am really excited. One thing that's unique about our podcast is that we also think of, you know, who you guys really want on. So I know when we had our friend that also helps in our DMs, Alicia on, she's been on the podcast twice. She works as a stay-at-home mom. Those episodes hit, you know, so... Also, you have to remind yourself when you're growing something of like, okay, don't get too focused on these huge fish though, because there's so many women that could bring such a good perspective on something that don't have, you know, they're not a huge author or they don't have a huge following, but they definitely have something to bring. So it'll be fun to kind of balance that in this next year. I think that we're going to have amazing episodes for you guys. We are also going to refresh our website and get that more functional. And then our other big focus, and Abby's been mentioning it during this episode, is to build out Patreon. And so that's a website that you guys can go and get more of us, but we want to make that even better for our members that are over there. So we're going to have exclusive episodes, exclusive guest episodes, and just really serve that community really well. Yeah, and we'll make sure to include that link in the notes section below. So check that out because I know a lot of individuals have questions about Patreon, but they don't really quite know what it is. So you can always send us a DM if you have questions as well. But kind of like Amy mentioned, going deeper into Patreon and going deeper into the other offers that we have as well. So we've been able to build these awesome sponsorships because we've been so good about our nose. And then every single time we say yes, we really, truly mean it. We love these brands and each one has been hand-selected to be part of our offers. So I'm excited just to see what else we can do with some of these sponsorships as well. Oh, I'm sure so many people are so excited to go even deeper into this content with you. And I know for myself and so many others, the Herself podcast is just such a little gem that hits our earbuds every Monday. And it really got us through one of the most challenging you know, year and a half that we've ever experienced. So to close us out, I just wanted to take a minute and read you both some notes from this incredible community that you have created. 
I am serious when I say that this podcast has been life-changing for me. I'm able to work through some tough personal challenges because of Abby and Amy. I no longer keep score with my husband and I am a much happier person. I continue to resonate with every episode. This podcast has helped me through one of the most uncertain times as a first-time mom. Between the pandemic, health scares, and marital changes due to having an infant, this podcast was there along and each episode resonated with me. I found Abby and Amy when I was pregnant and it was refreshing to see moms that really support each other in this community. And as a therapist, this is my favorite resource to give. Your podcast started right as I returned to work after having my first baby, and I am forever grateful for that. The transition back to work was extremely difficult for me, and Monday morning felt especially hard leaving my baby behind for another week. Your podcast was and continues to be a bright spot for me at the start of each week. I've learned so much about myself through this podcast, and I truly feel that Abby and Amy are my friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So it has been such a pleasure interviewing you both today. I know that I can speak for myself and this community that what you are doing here matters. You are truly changing lives and changing the landscape of what it really means to be a woman and how to step into a new level of confidence, growth, and authenticity in your everyday life. Just to reiterate, when we read these reviews, these reviews really mean so much to Abby and Amy because they both work so hard to put these episodes out. So if you want to celebrate along with them, putting out a hundred amazing episodes of content, if you could go leave a review today on Apple, that would mean so, so much to us. 